Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Wonderful to have you with me. Let me get right to it. Let me tell you about an experience that I had recently. I have been doing a talk wherever I am invited about Volodymyr Zelensky. You've heard me talk about him on this podcast before. He's a man that I admire. Uh, he's a man, I think, who is a symbol, not that he's perfect, but a symbol of what happens in crisis, what happens when men, when people, men and women, step into their destined moment, um, how their past all the gifts and abilities of their past that they've acquired in their past come to the fore and they morph, they change, they're a surprise to people. Um, and then they show exceptional courage and do amazing things. And so I'm inspired by, by Volodymyr Zelensky. Uh, I think he's a Churchillian figure on our international stage at a time when, believe me, the international stage is bereft of Churchillian figures. And I think we should pay attention to him and pay attention to the situation in the Ukraine. I'm sorry, not the Ukraine, Ukraine. So forgive me, those of you who know why I make that distinction. And uh, I think it's a, it's a powerful moment. I, again, I think this man is somebody we should be paying attention to. And again, not perfect. We don't expect anybody on earth to be perfect, any human being to be perfect. But we can learn from them. We can be inspired by them. We can notice destined moments for their lives and for the world. And that's what's going on right now. Now, I'm saying all that. You've heard most of that before. But I'm saying all that because I have made these speeches in a variety of settings. And, and uh, we had a wonderful power a keynote with it, Mac keynote, which is the Mac version of PowerPoint. And it really has gone well. I gave the talk once recently, one particular time that I'm thinking of. And afterwards, I got basically a letter. I'm not going to be too detailed because I don't want to give away when and where this was, um, because some people listening will, will know the events. Um, I got a letter basically just ripping me. And uh, trust me that my reason for talking about this on this podcast is not that I'm hurt or offended or wounded. It has to do with uh, the issue of how you get your information. So let me tell you what, what this person said. This person had heard me speak about Zelensky. The talk was wildly popular at the event. Uh, this person, though, wrote an, an email or basically a letter to me and said that I needed to do my homework, that Zelensky was an evil man that he was involved in the trafficking of children in, the, in, in Ukraine, that he was corrupt, that there were tunnels uh, all throughout Ukraine for the trafficking of children, and that uh, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky was bought and paid for by George Soros, who is a trafficker, and that, the Ukraine, that Ukraine uh, deserved what it was getting from Russia. Now, that's basically what the person said. And I have been at this long enough and pay attention to news sources and news trends and information flow that I knew what had happened. Please understand that I am not holding up Volodymyr Zelensky like he's Jesus. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Nor is Ukraine the perfect country on earth. They've had their corruption. They've had their messes. They've made their mistakes. In fact, Zelensky made a mistake when the U.S. intelligence service was trying to warn him about the possibility of a Russian invasion. He was denying it initially. So every great person on the planet, every human being on the planet makes mistakes and no one is saying that he's perfect. 
However, the idea that Volodymyr Zelensky is an is an inherently evil man that he has helped to encourage tunnels under Ukraine funded by George Soros for trafficking children the idea that Russia is a righteous force punishing the Ukraine possibly I'm sorry I keep doing that it's a habit punishing Ukraine not the Ukraine but Ukraine as a as a perhaps even under the hand of God I will tell you that this kind of perspective, while of course it can be acquired by anybody anywhere, this is basically coming from Russia apologists and even the Russia Russian disinformation services, their version of Voice of America and so on. Now, I, I would not go back to this person and argue with them and yell at them, but I want to use this story the point is not, oh, poor Stephen. The point is that this intelligent, wealthy, gifted person believed lies because they weren't careful about their sources of information. You've heard me say it on this podcast before. If you're going to be an informed person, you have to not be siloed in terms of how you get your information and what information you build your life on. You cannot just camp in front of Fox Television or camp in front of MSNBC or CNN or any international news source, BBC, Reuters, whatever. Uh, You cannot do it. Camp on one news source and expect to be an intelligent person who makes sense and understands what's going on in the world. I think I've told you many times trying to help you with this process that I use news aggregator apps. I use apps where I can pull news together thematically from a wide variety of news sources. I'll use something like Flipboard. I used to use something called Zeit, which I think was the best ever. I don't know. I wish it hadn't gone away, but somebody bought it out. Uh, And what I do is I set a topic, Zelensky, Ukraine, whatever trafficking, abortion, uh, you know, someone in the news I like to follow, some part of the world I like to follow. Obviously, I have nine or ten different search terms for Kurds with whom I work a great deal. Um, And then the news aggregator app will go out on the internet and pull in stories um, based on the topic from a variety of news sources. And then I, if if it's a good news aggregator app, I then can say more of this, less of that, no more of this. In other words, there are little little commands I can give, little ways that I can say, I'd like to see more of this. I don't want to see more of that. Okay. Um, I'm just making this up. Sometimes, for example, there's Grandma Zelensky in Southern California who's teaching you how to make biscuits. And I've done a search term for Zelensky. Well, of course, when when Grandma Zelensky comes up, I say, thank God she's in the world. I don't want to hear more about biscuits. So I say no more of this. So you refine the search terms. As a result, though, I will have information about Zelensky or the Kurds or abortion or trafficking or the next election, whatever terms I've put in. I will have uh, information from a huge variety of news sources. Uh, I, I often will read about the Kurds. I'm reading the ISIS from the ISIS magazine. I'm reading from uh, Kurdish publications. Uh, I'm reading from K24. They're, they're one of their big national news networks. Uh, I'm reading from analysis from Georgetown. I'm reading from what the Washington Post, New York Times, Washington Times has to say. You understand what I mean. Um, I'm, I, if I said it right with some aggregator apps, I can get news releases um, from uh, various 
various Kurdish governmental departments, and from um, Madame Bayan Sami Abdur Rahman, who is the Kurdish the KRG representative in the U.S., for example, and she'll do email blasts and she'll do articles, and I'll I have her set what what she writes set uh, as a search term, so that I'll get whatever she sends out because she's obviously explaining the Kurdish world to to the world, the rest of the world. So my point is that I'm not. I, will I will I get maybe some Russian propaganda in the case of Ukraine? Possibly. But I'm also seeing other sources that I can hold it up against. And before long, you begin to realize where the outlier is. Before long, you begin to look at it and go, well, this is this obvious, this new source is obviously biased. No other major world press is saying anything like this. Um, there seems to be a consensus that a certain this certain perspective is true. Because nine or ten independent news sources, global, world class, are saying far different from what this other news source is saying. And before long, you begin to get a sense for when somebody's gone to extreme, somebody's fighting uh, to defend an agenda, uh, or somebody has believed the kind of QAnon crap, the kind of disinformation that flows around out there. So I wasn't bothered that somebody opposed me. Look, I speak publicly all the time. I speak on controversial issues. I assume I'm ticking people off all the time. That's fine. That's the way it works in the world. And Stephen's feelings are not hurt when somebody says, you're an idiot and I don't agree with you. That's fine. That's part of the dialogue. What bothered me about this particular person is what they were so vehemently contending was a perspective that comes from an intentionally disinformation service. They have camped in front of a broad broadcast, uh, metaphorically speaking, that is, that is specifically disinformation. Now, I, I'm, no, I'm no fan of George Soros. I think he does. I'm not with him politically, but he's also not the Antichrist who controls everything on the planet. And so every time something evil happens doesn't mean that George Soros is behind it. Or if he tried to fund uh, an overthrow of a corrupt um, president, in the in Ukraine doesn't mean that he bought the next guy or that he wasn't right to fight corruption in Ukraine. Uh, so you, it, the, the world is more nuanced, more textured. There's more black and white in all of these situations. I want to challenge you. Here's my goal. My goal is not so much that you go away saying, "Poor Steve," and I sure I'm glad that he you know is willing to take the heat for his views. That's that's that was decided. 30 years ago. That's, that's not the issue. It's not my emotions we're talking about. What we're talking about is, are you siloing in terms of how you get information? Are you camping in front of one news source or a bunch of news sources from the same philosophical perspective? Or are you allowing the fresh air of a wide variety of news sources to help you? If it's important enough for you to pay attention to it and read about it, it's important enough for you to use a variety of news sources to get close to the truth. People often ask me when I travel, speak, take questions, they often ask me, how do you get down to the nitty gritty? We don't trust the Western press. How do you get down to it? Well, I've said it before. I use as uh, news sources as close to the issue as possible. I use raw news sources, AP feeds, UP wires, things like that, uh, all of which you can get online. Um, and I also uh, read commentators I trust who aren't just given to a philosophical perspective but are open-minded and willing to believe the truth, whatever it is. Um, and I, I watch the world press. Now, granted, I have to do most of that in English. I read enough German to read German press, um, but that's about it. I'm not. I don't. I don't read. You know, a lot of the languages I wish I'd. I wish I read Mandarin. <clears throat> I wish I read Russian. Uh, I, I wish I read uh, uh, Arabic. Uh, it's one of my great regrets is that I don't read Arabic. 
But all of that to say, uh, I just work in English and, and, and a bit in German. And I, get close, I think I get close to where, what the truth is. And I'm concerned about the disinformation in America. I'm concerned about people simply believing a party line. I'm concerned about people getting hooked on certain news sources and never considering if there are other perspectives. I have appeared on Fox a lot. Fox can get weird in its in its in its new sources. Uh, I, I, the only reason I mention that I've been on Fox is that some of these people are my friends that I'm talking about, and yet I'll listen to their broadcasts and say, "Man, you are just token on the pipe of one particular news source or one particular stream. You have not tried to get down to the facts." Uh, I, I appreciate them. Uh, I appreciate CNN, MSNBC. Don't agree with much of what they say, especially MSNBC and CNN. But I listen because I'm trying to picture where the news came from, who's reporting from the field, who's writing these stories, or are we just retreading the same old philosophical stuff from the same old, you know, retired professor from the same old office somewhere in New England? You understand what I'm saying? So look honestly at how you get your news, how you process, how siloed you are, and start using aggregator apps on your phone, your iPad, your computer. Start reading a variety of news sources. Start trying to bring information in at breadth. Because this is critical. We actually are divided in America in our response to war in Ukraine, one of the most vicious wars I have seen, one of the greatest humanitarian refugee crises in history. Civilians are being targeted. Nations are about to be taken over. And there are people in America who, because of disinformation, believe that Ukraine deserves it, that Russia is righteous, they're doing God's will. It's ridiculous. And it's all about having just listened to one note on the piano, <laughs> one musical note in terms of their news. So go broad, go wise, go open-minded, not saying you should abandon your core principles, but when it comes to the facts you're hearing about the world, don't just be sucking on one informational pipe. You'll be narrow, you'll be embittered, you'll be unwise, you'll look like a fool, and you won't be able to lead. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular global speaker, and senior fellow for public leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.